Hey, this is my best friend Carolyn. And this is my best friend David. We're a couple of vodka lovers. With a codependent relationship over a decade long. And this is Will Will and and Grace Grace and Vodka. Vodka. Cheers. Let's record David. Yeah, let's record Carolyn. David just insulted me about how many glasses of wine I've had. No, I didn't insult her. She took it insulting in an insulting way, and that's on her, frankly. Um, hi, my name is David, and I'm a white man. My um, reactions are my responsibility. It's true. <laughs> yeah, they are. I'm having beer. What are you drinking? I'm drinking wine, David. Welcome to our podcast where we do what the fuck we want. How dare you? <laughs> um, uh, how are you? Oh, who knows? Who knows? (laughs) You know, David, I think that I'm fine because here I am. It's Thursday evening. I'm speaking to you yet again. Yet again. You have to speak to me. Yet again. I have to be on the telephone with you seeing your beautiful (laughs) face. I know. It's a mess. And your perfect nose. Oh, stop it. Thank you, though. I am. I do love my nose. It's perfect. I love my nose. Thank you. And you also got a Manny, which is gorgeous. This Thank deep you. navy and blue. Which you're going to get a lot of because this week my microphone is broken. And so I'm using a, <laughs> an Apple headphones microphone, like a TikTok <laughs> influencer. And so... You're getting a lot of nail from me. Anyway, thank you. I'm very pleased with my nails. They're thank really you. pretty. Nails by Crystal in Austin, Texas. You're a dream. Um, How are you, David? Great. Well, as I just revealed, I traveled for the first time ah! uh, since the pandy began. Um, pandy? You heard me. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I like saw a friend and like live in the La Vida Triste. Um, Sad? Yeah. Who isn't? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, okay, wait, uh, live in La Vida Cansado. So I'm tired? tired? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, things are really good, right? Like, the vaccine sweeping yes. the country. Sweeping the nation. And also, how bad could it be when I get to spend one entire day making fun of Ben Platt? I was going to ask if you're okay, because you had a I, day on Twitter I mean, to make fun was, of that man, and it like, was very funny. It was like... It was like Labor Day when all the labor that I've putting been putting in over the years of being a, a Ben Platt truther, um, <laughs> like, just really came to fruition. And I just, God, I feel incredible. <laughs> I'm such a bitch. But man. I did not have the emotional capacity, but I really wanted to text you, like, are you okay? <laughs> I respect that, um, that that was part of your journey with it. But like, yeah, I mean, I was I was very okay. I was better than okay. Here I mean, is what I love. Dear Evan Hansen's music. Uh-huh. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Here's what I didn't need. Ben Platt in that wig. <laughs> playing a high schooler. 
I am reserving my thoughts on Dear Evan Hansen, period, because I nobody cares. But also Yeah, who but, cares? But like, um man, what a fun fucking day. And now to have this episode of Will and Grace to talk about with you. Right? I a dream It's a dream come true come for us true. musical theater geeks. And also, can I just say, listen, please, please Dear Evan Hansen stands. Love your musical. We loved Rent. Now I watch Rent and say, get a job, hippies. And right, totally. <laughs> like, it's it's great. Love a musical. That's why we exist on this planet. We are getting three movie musicals this year. I can't wait for In the Heights. West Side Story will probably be good. <laughs> I mean, I think two of the three at least are going to be super. Yes. Um, and I think that's marvelous and we should celebrate it and... Amen. Amen to that. I'm Can't changing my that. Twitter handle to Ben Plattswig. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they do that to him? I, honey, look at, you're not going to get any Ben Platt sympathy on, on this podcast. Why did That's he true. do that to himself? Okay. That's that is fair. a question I'm asking. Ben Platt has all the access a person could literally it's true. ask He could have done anything. On this planet and especially in that industry. He did not need to put himself in a situation where that wig was necessary because why? He did not need to be in this film. Um, anyway, but- this is a podcast about Will and Grace. And also, we have a couple pieces of news. Oh, Number sure. one, Kat at UKpop. <laughs> Still funny. Uh, on you. Twitter. We love you. Thank you for telling us about all the times that, yes, there was uh, Will's uh, fat kid childhood referenced right many times we, well not many times like four I mean, or five like, times at least it's just so strange that like it, it didn't is. occur to us yeah it it doesn't resonate and it's been a while right and Kat also said that um, she felt weird about Will playing trauma about a fat kid past which both you and I can relate to and I would agree with that yeah i mean like so we're talking about eric mccormick playing outside of his lived experiences in more than one way i mean oh actually that's not true i don't know that eric mccormick was not a fat kid maybe he was um but uh i think that when we start treading into the territory of like is it acceptable for this person to be playing this role like I have to admit my stance has evolved over the last couple of years because recently or recently I guess not that's not the word but like historically I've felt and I still do feel to a large extent that like queer people should play queer people and like however I think it's much more that like if we're going to fight the fights for representation, we should focus more on like the racial casting question, mm. the, the transgender casting issues. Like we need to actually let people who are representative of their races, the appropriate races portray those races on film and television. Uh, however, that was incredible. Oh my God. That was the most Sean Hayes you have ever been in your life. um he made a whole gesture guys that was incredible can i say something i'm sorry you had a however i do you you remember what it was i 
I mean, it wasn't important. I think I've made my points. Go on. I want to say that from reading Fabulously Uncensored every week and from just Eric McCormick's existence in general, mm-hmm. he approached the character of Will and the responsibility of playing him mm-hmm. with such care and such love. And I, I don't think we give him enough credit for that. I would like to devote the rest of this podcast to giving him that credit because he does a good job with it and he's yes. been a good ally. He really, really has. And I think that he's a good person. I think he's a good person too. <laughs> the problem is, is David burped hugely before he said that. And that is why I'm <laughs> laughing. Eric, we absolutely adore Adore you, and we are. We think you're wonderful. And also, remember how mad we were that this was the last we see of Vince last week. Well, I mean, in the original, in the original, he does come back in season eight. He sure really. Does. He sure does. Oh, I, I straight up didn't fucking know that. Famously, well, as I don't we think have I've said, season eight. <laughs> as we have said, these are the episodes that we didn't really watch. We definitely didn't watch as much as. Well, uh, with an exception for this week's episode. <laughs> I've seen I mean, this week's episode. 10,000 times? 10 bajillion times. It's Patty Week. People. It's Patty Week. Um, Have I said too much? Patty Week, There's Patty Week. There's more I can think of to say to Podcast you. man. Bake me an app. It's Fast Every as you word fucking can. Is um, true. Anyway, Carolyn and I have both been drinking. Yeah. Uh, as we ha- usually have. If I burst into Don't Cry for Me, Argentina. Mm. Mm-hmm. Several times? When you burst into. When I burst into Don't Cry for Me, Argentina. Mm-hmm. Several times. Forgive us. Please. Uh, I mean, seminal classic. I mean, talk about. Uh, uh, representation casting misses <gasps> that are also iconic. Don't you want to like see her in a coffee shop someday just so she can glare at you? Yeah, I mean, I'd give... I I'd, would give I'd, life I'd, and limb. Truly. Um, okay, so what episode are we Let's, We gotta get <laughs> we into should, this. We have to start. <laughs> it's been ten minutes. See, this is why I don't normally drink wine. It's just we had it in the house. It was open so and I took happies. it. And I've got a lot to say about yeah. Patty. And this whole okay. episode, which is fantastic. Uh, fabulous. So tell me about it, David. What is it? Okay, we're on episode 715, titled Bully Wooly. Original air date, February 3rd, 2005. Directed by James Burroughs. Written by Greg Mallins. Greg, welcome to the party. You are... No, he's, he's, he's been around. Greg, uh, great work. <laughs> I'm really proud of how far you've come. He's he's one of ours who do the super quick scenes that we jump around a bit. Ooh, all right, great. Um, tell, so uh, do we have a summary? We do. When Scott Woolley, Jeff Goldblum, yay, uh, tries to get Grace to fire Karen by impersonating a restaurant owner, the women plan a trap for him. This person should be fired. From writing this anything about Will and Grace, this is Patty Erasure, and it is disgusting. And I want it. I I want this person prosecuted. I'm 
booting up Canva right now to create some uh, infographics for Instagram. I'm starting a change.org petition to put an end to Patty Lapone erasure. Um, um, do you know how many graphics I made on Canva today? It was a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's part of your job. Um, trivia. Jack steals a lock of hair from Bernadette Peters, who later goes on to guest star as Karen's sister, Jin. That's a fun piece of trivia. That is a fun piece of trivia. And it's trivia for us because we haven't gotten there yet. Um, I actually, I think both of us, I don't know how much of season eight I ever saw. I literally have almost no context except that I know Tay Diggs happens although yes. that might be end of season that might seven. be end of season seven i'm not sure listen um we don't know it's listen, kind of fun listen we can't know <laughs> um a uh, second trivia point despite Co- scott woolley stating that his anger stems from a high school embarrassment caused by karen alluding that they are similar ages megan mullally is actually six years younger than jeff goldblum i'm David, sorry are you telling i me have a question i have a question have you heard of acting um yeah and also furthermore i do have to express that i am scandalized about a casting decision taking place in hollywood of all places up a place I thought was sacred and safe for women to always play the same ages that men are allowed to play in film and television and the legitimate theater. The scandal this will cause when I know. it gets out. We got to tell people. Do you have anything from Fabulously Uncensored? Yes, I found. So I have just been kind of randomly opening it. And this week I randomly opened to Lori Eskowitz Carter's um, kind of talk about the signature looks of each character. She's the costumer. So with Will, it's fashionable restraint in a good suit with a good white shirt with French cuffs and a rep tie. Do you know what that is? I don't. I know what French cuffs are. I don't know what a rep tie is. Well, it's a tie. It's like a special tie. Um, Grace, contemporary Catherine Hepburn in pearls and an open-colored men's shirt over black <gasps> Armani suit with wide-legged pants. Doi. Yeah. Signature look. Uh, Jack, subversive everyman in jeans and a sweater vest with an Oxford underneath. Now, subversive? Question. I mean, I do do take issue with the use of subversive here, but. Subversive um, everyman. Well, okay. Here's what I suppose that that could mean. That probably means if he's being a subversive everyman, he's dressing like an everyman, but he's actually a gay man. And that is not everyman. Okay. I bet that's what she meant. Yeah. I bet you're right. I bet you're right. Karen is like a cool 985 million bucks in a top label black suit. And she also said um, how exciting it was that like at the beginning, it was hard to dress Karen because of course she's, you know, the super rich lady, but they didn't have the budget. But then by the end of the show, she's getting Gucci and Armani and Louis yes. and like everything. They're all just giving it to her for Karen to wear. And it's great. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. Um, that's fun. I do take issue with the use of black for Karen, though. She is like, often She wears black, black suit, sometimes, though. but like, I mean, I feel, well, I mean, okay. All that aside, th- these are very, very exciting Nothing. Uh, descriptions to read. I love that. 
Um, are there any people of color in this episode? There were a couple of extras in the, in Barney's? Was that Barney's tea? Yes, they're in Barney's. Um, uh, okay, great. Shall we? I'm hungry. Well, we'll be, we'll be done soon and you can eat a sandwich. (sighs) Or a piece of pizza. Um. Let's start then. So, interior, Will's apartment. Apartment. Um, Will's on the phone. And he's talking to his mom. And he's like, yes, mother, the Italian and I broke up. No, it was not because he stole from me. And then there's a bad joke about um, people who suffer from substance abuse. Um, And that's also racist. Um, (laughs) It's kind of incredible, the layers. It's a very layered joke. (laughs) The layers of offensiveness are shocking. Anyway, Jack arrives. And... He's very excited and he's holding a lock of hair. And I got to say, it looks correct. It does. It looks... I, took a, I took a second inspection on second viewing and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That does look like Peter, Bernadette Peters' lock of curl. So Jack has been creating a Broadway diva's wig. And now he all the last one he needs is Patty Lapone. He's got Betty Buckley. He's got Adina. And now he's got Bernadette. So he just needs Patty LaBeouf. Um, I have seen two of those women perform. Yeah, we in, know. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I know, and I'm very jealous, and how dare you? It was great. Um, Will is down. Jack says, why? And Will's like, I've just been moping around this apartment about Vince, and I'm just very sad. And Jack wants to take him out, and he uses cabaret lyrics in order to do so, and that is correct. Oh, yeah. Come um, to the come Jack array. Jack, come see how Jack is gay. Uh, uh, and, and then Will says, yeah, you know, it's just been really rough. That would be really fun. Thank you. I mean, me and Vince, Brad and Jen, America's in mourning. Credits. And I gotta say... It was that moment that I mm. realized, well, I mean, the hair lock was when I was like, oh, it's Patty Week, finally. Um, but also when he said, me and Vince, Brad and Jen, America's in Mourning, I was like, oh, yes, I have seen this episode dozens of times. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have over to Grace's office, ding, ding, ding. Tell me it. I would actually love for you to guess. It's Karen being late. No, it is Grace's Pearls. Oh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And, like, it's a great week to talk about that because the costumer just said it. But, like, Grace is wearing many strands of pearls over a simple black blouse. It's so fucking elegant, I could rip my skin off. Oh, Um, don't, though. I I won't. I'll probably abstain. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Karen's late, wearing a fabulous, like, white fur She's sorry she's late. Wait a minute. No, I'm not. Why do I keep saying things I don't mean? And that that, is how we felt last week when we uploaded the episode late. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, we weren't. Actually, that's sorry. And um, we won't say that we're sorry when we don't mean it anymore. This is, at this point, Karen wrote Lean In by, what's her name? Um, Dum Dum McGee? I don't know. That book is stupid. Right. Um, <laughs> Dum Dum McGee, McGillic, Dum Dum Gee, nay McGillicuddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so Grace is telling Karen they have to be on top of their game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Karen has to toss the pills that are certain colors. And Karen's mm-hmm. like, but those are my hormones. Who knows what will grow back? Which <laughs> made me laugh real hard. This was another one where I laughed really, really hard oh, several God. times. So many good jokes. Yes. Uh, and Grace is the client calls, so she's on the phone, and she's telling Charles and Dana about conference rooms and meetings and things. Trying to sound like she has a huge staff. Yeah. It is so funny, and then it just escalates. Greg Malins gives us an escalation of Karen saying, Honey, you sound crazy. Charles and Dana haven't worked here in months. And it, <laughs> I melted. I laughed so hard. I do have a joke of the episode, but when I tell you that it was tough to pick one. It was tough to pick one. That was very close for me. Yeah. Um, Grace says, hold down the fort. She leaves. And who walks mm-hmm. in but one, Mr. Jeff Goldblum. Again. Hi, Scott. Welcome Why? Back. He just has such a presence about him. There's such a charisma about him that just he's such a weirdo and you just love him. Yeah, and he leans into that weirdness pretty hard this episode. He sure does. In a very delightful way. Very delightful. Indeed. Indeed. Um, So we get like these villain exchanges between the two of them. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because like circling each other. Yeah, like little sharks. Yeah. Um, She calls him a big stork. If you're not delivering a baby, get out of here, you big stork. And it... That was another one that made me laugh out loud. Mm -hmm. Um, Scott's been calling her voicemail and hanging up, huh? (laughs) Um, Also, imagine a voicemail. Ugh, no. I don't ever want to receive another voicemail in my life. I get so many because of the nature of my job. Oh, I'm sure you do. People call me. Oh, God. If you're listening, stop. (laughs) um Um, and she's like what is voicemail who can mail a voice what are you talking about i don't know what that is (laughs) and his second phase is is coming to fruition and he threatens her and he leaves but then his thing is coming back because he's like do i need a key to the men's room right yeah that's it's his his joke um and so we get over to the club where Will and Jack are dancing and Will's like not totally convinced that it's a gay bar because like there's lots of middle-aged women around. And the song that is playing, and by the way, we get three different songs. Mm -hmm. Finally, it's been quite some time since we've updated the Spotify playlist. And this one is Running on Empty by Jackson Brown. Um, And so we're dancing and... Jack's like, yes, it changes to a gay bar at nine o'clock on the dot. So that's in five seconds. And Will's like, I don't know how they're going to change it immediately like this. And of course it does. And there are shirtless go-go boys and everyone's gay. And it changes to gayer music that what is Don't Leave Me This Way by the Communards. Um, And it just looks like so much fun. Uh, The (sighs) go-go dancers were almost my fashion moment. Oh, yeah. Because okay. they're just wearing these very well-fitting jeans mm-hmm. and dancing atop a thing and a plinth, if you will. A plinth. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's nice. I didn't hate it. No, I love a go-go boy. I famously mm. 
have wanted to be a go-go boy. <laughs> and you know what? You would have made an amazing go-go boy. Thank you. I still may one day if they're ever looking for uh, to fill a geriatric. Um, you <laughs> Did know. you know that I am now a geriatric millennial? <laughs> yes. It's so mean. It is very mean. Our friend is geriat has having a geriatric pregnancy. Like we're what throwing the fuck? around gerontological terms. Pretty Not, freely here. And getting old is great, and old people are wonderful, but I am not geriatric at the age of nigh on 39. We are not even middle-aged yet. Like, Hopefully. give us a break, please. Maybe. Um. Well, I mean, y'all better start recycling. Uh, <laughs> Imagine one person thinking that that matters. When it's like... <laughs> What is the tweet? Like a school bus full of villains who like could change their entire business practices and change the entire scope of what the earth is, what is happening on earth. Yeah. I mean, did you also see the Vox article from this week that was like, no, literally just tax the rich. It'll, it'll literally fix everything. (laughs) I'm going to go throw myself off the roof. You got the rest of this, right? Yeah. I'll take care of it. Anyway, um, Carolyn is self-immolating and- A little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about Dancing Wide, which is, oh, if my you're God. not already familiar, one of the greatest jokes in the Will and Grace canon. This was my joke of the episode. Great. Absolutely. This so, was... I'm going to set Jack, it up. You go ahead. Go I'm ahead. I'm going to set it up, it... and then you take it away. Thank you. So it, it turns into a gay bar. Will's like, you know what? I'm really happy to be here with you. Thank you. I'm like glad to spend time with you and... This is exactly what I needed. And Jack's like, I agree. I'm going to go get us more drinks. You keep our spot. This is a great spot. We're out of the smoke and the light's hitting us just right. And so Jack leaves and Will's like dancing. And Will Jack comes back and he's like, no, 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 no. You're not taking it up, up enough space. And Carolyn, tell them. Joke of the episode. You have to dance wide. And the joke is not that dance or, or that that those words it is sean hayes showing him how to dance wide which is very arm spready leg spready and, and it then is will starts doing it too so funny this is definitely one of those go back and watch it it's beautiful and it is you know at this point i think it's safe to say that that's a classic tv moment like this is this is your vitamita vegemin canon you know, like this, it's yeah. just, yeah. man, this show's so good. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so we go to the restaurant that Grace has been hired to decorate um, that is apparently in the garden level of a brownstone. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't understand it either. It's very weird looking, but this, the, the guy who plays Philip slash Philip, mm-hmm. uh, because you said it with a PH, but it's with an F. Love this person, by the way. So good. Do you have... I um, did not look him up because I forgot. Okay. But I feel like I've seen him all over the place and I can't remember. And he deserves a shout out. So we're going to give it to he's him. He's brilliant. He has like three lines and he's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's Todd Sherry. Oh, and he's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Still, always. 
Oh, that's why I know him because he was in iZombie, which if you love Veronica Mars and you need that, get it. He's oh, he's Marshall Langman in uh, Parks and Rec. He's the gay oh. husband of yeah. Oh my god! Okay, I Parks and Rec. Ugh, do you me have, too. Do and you I have, can't do you have Peacock for it. I I have Peacock, but there's still commercials because I refuse. I know. Pay I more money for another I thing. Can't do it. I can't do another fucking and streaming service. Now I can't watch Parks and Rec because I can't fall asleep when there's commercials. Right. No, me and either. It's too I loud. Know what to do. Oh my god, I fucking love Parks and Rec so much. I oh man. You know what? Okay. If I if I ever have like a, a wisdom teeth or a tonsillectomy or, or some or situation, I'm gonna pay for a month of Peacock because That'll that'll be a Parks oh, and Rec. Oh, you moment. gotta have Parks and Rec, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh my god, sound off in the comments. We know you agree. Um, anyway, okay. So Philip and Philip are different names. <laughs> yeah. And then Scott turns around in one of those egg chairs, like Doctor Evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think was on purpose. I mean, knowing the Don't visual gag that's coming later. With yeah. the. Yeah, so um, uh, we won't. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, he turns around, and startles Grace, um, and he's like, "Hi, do you have the plans?" And Grace is like, well, "No." He also says his name is Haley Joel Osment because, <laughs> as we know from the previous episode that he was on, he does not know how to do any of this. He's very no, bad at this. He's bumbling. Bumbling, one might say. Mm-hmm. Bumbling indeed. Um. So he startles Grace. He's named Haley Joel Osment after the actor. His parents were big fans. And um, do you have the plans? Grace is like, no, we are not at that stage of the process yet. And he's like, well, your assistant told me on the phone that you would be here with the plans. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I am so sorry. Like, I'll have a word with her. And he's like, well, how do you expect to handle this job if you can't even get a hold of your assistant. And I think you should fire her. You should fire her. You should fire your assistant. And she's like, I can't fire my assistant. And She's like, like my like, drunk, useless arm. <laughs> right. She's like my second arm. <laughs> and he's like, if you want this job, you will fire Karen Walker. Um, bears mentioning. We haven't mentioned Walker as her last name. No. Um, and then this is Greg jumping scenes because mm-hmm. usually the scenes would be a lot longer and, and I really, I don't know. I like it. I mean, this episode clips, clips along. It's so good. And I appreciate it. Um, so Jack enters Will's apartment and says he met someone who lives in Patty Lupone's dog walkers building. Mm-hmm. So of course he slept with him last night and Will is angrily folding laundry, which I have done. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Um, and he says, oh, I'm getting closer to, mm-hmm. to Patty's hair. Um, and Will's like, you dumped me. I had to get a ride home with bikers. You don't give a crap about anyone but yourself. And this is such an episode where we see so much of Jack's growth. Because season one, season two, Jack would have said, you're right, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. But what he says is... I owe you an apology, and I'm really, really sorry. Let's look in the mirror so we can see how cute I am while I do it. Right, because he's still Jack. 
he's still Jack, but he has grown so much and he wants to show Will how sorry he is. He, he does feel bad. He actually genuinely feels bad. And he says, come on, let's go to Barney's and watch women with giant lips eat soup. Such a great line, by the way. Yes. And and uh, lip I just... Lip filler, I have nothing against lip filler. No. I, like, do your thing. It I will likely get that when my though. lips start going. But lip filler is objectively hilarious. And I reserve the right to, to make silly little jokes. Um, Absolutely. And you can make silly little jokes about me when I'm Botoxed within an inch of my life. And Am I going to get Botoxed by the end of this year? Probably. Where are we? Um... Fire Karen Walker. Oh, 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 oh. Apartment. We go over to Grace's office where Karen is giving us her best, like, 1920s. I never heard nothing about nobody, you hear? And it's great. It is so great, and I love it so much. And um, Dum Dum McGee, that's two this episode, Mm -hmm. uh, Scott, has named his restaurants Quilly's Revenges. (laughs) And that made me laugh. That was almost my joke of the episode because as we established in the last episode that Scott was on, was that last week? No, no two that weeks was with ago. Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two weeks ago. Um, as we established, he is really bad at coming up with his fake names. He's terrible at this. And so it just tracks through and it's so good. <laughs> and I yeah. love every second. And so it's Wooly's Revenges and Karen's like, hold on a minute. Oh, that's my place. Oh, she figures it out. And she says, what did he look like? Kind of like a sexy whooping crane. And Mm -hmm. Grace says yes. And uh, then she remembers the fake name and is like, never mind. It can't be because my guy's name is Scott Woolley. And Grace puts it together. Yes, because Karen is a dummy. So we go over to the Barney's tea room. And where Jack eats sugar cubes and calls them candy. <laughs> um, and so Jack has tricked Will into coming to, because he thinks he's going to be, in, be interviewed for Briefs magazine, uh, a magazine for cute gay lawyers. Um, excuse me, that is the best magazine idea of all time. I think it's adorable and I would read it. Um, and Chris Jensen, are you out there? You should be in it. Chris Jensen. You're the editor-in-chief of Briefs. Um, so No, 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 no. The editor-in-chief is, uh, oh, no. I didn't write it down, but it's a funny name. That's okay. Oh, Pat McGroin. Pat McGroin. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Will, you know, realizes what's, what's happened, and he uh, goes over to sit with Jack. And, and we get... This growth, this beautiful, mm-hmm. I like, I am obsessed with how much Jack has grown. Me too. And I think that he's become my favorite character because of this. Ooh, big statement. And I love big that. Big statement. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I can be a good friend. Just talk as long as you need. And the reason that we see the growth is in what happens in the next scene. I couldn't agree more. Yes. Because this is Jack like, no, 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 I can be a good friend. And like season one, season two, season three, Jack would have totally abandoned Will with what happens mm-hmm. next. But he yep. doesn't. And he goes beyond that. Like, it's so great. So Will sits down and he's, you know, glad to be there. But he gets up and he goes to wash his hands. And 
while he's gone, the one and only mm-hmm. queen of the fucking universe, Patty Truly. enters. Um, and Jack overhears her voice and pours his tea all over himself. Uh, like, so we go back over <sighs> to uh, Wooly's Revenge. And Grace arrives. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, okay. Bring it on. Grace is wearing this beautiful black fur coat. And I choose to believe it's not real fur. It's, but, you know. Yeah, of course. She looks so fucking fancy. (laughs) Yeah, she does. And I just, it's not a look we normally see on Grace. It is just so, like, she looks hot. She does look super hot. She looks great. She looks hot. She looks great. Um, so she comes in and she's playing very crestfallen because she has uh, fired Karen, who took it really poorly. She said she was absolutely devastated. And she, she got, got violent. violent. And she had to call the cops and have her arrested. And while the cops were putting her into the car, <laughs> her... They got her ear. I don't. <laughs> they 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 somehow sh- cut her ear off, and ding 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 for uh-huh. joke of the episode for me because it's this. <laughs> yes. Um, and Scott says that sounds awful, and the joke of the episode for me is Grace says, "Well, it does. It sounds half as bad for her because she can't, she can't." She only has the one ear. And a dog dog ran off with it. A dog ran off with the ear. Um, Scott's overjoyed, obviously. Just thrilled. And he tries to, and he's, oh, also there's the champagne that he's going to drink that he's Yeah, which by the way, doesn't exist and isn't real. Uh Okay. (laughs) And also I don't like the pronunciation of champagne. It's stupid. Um, And he pours it. I'm sorry, haven't you been to Paris? I have, but not the Champagne region of France, honey. Um, uh, And he takes a sip of his champagne and he's like, this tastes like cat pee. Why does he know what cat pee tastes like? Oh, what a great question. Um, (laughs) And the other egg chair turns around and Karen is sitting in it holding a kitty, just like Dr. Evil. Just like Dr. Evil. That's because it is cat pee. And also, this cat is so afraid of the audience clapping. Oh, the cat looked really sad. Yeah. She looked really scared. And I was very sad for her. But it was also a very funny joke. It was great. It was great. And also, it's fine. Uh, that cat is very happy. No, that cat is And very is much dead. alive. And very She's much dead. alive. She's and dead, fine. David. Uh, so we I'm go over to Barney's. I'm afraid to report that it has been 16 years and that cat is super dead. And Patty is sitting down at her table. <laughs> and, um, you know, Jack is losing his fucking mind, obviously. Yeah. And the cute gay waiter is like, will you sing me a song? It's my birthday. And when I saw you in Evita, I came out at intermission and she's like you know sometimes i think i'm personally responsible for the west village and she's probably right i i i like what i love so much about 
Patty in this is that, you know, so many times when the, the celebrity guest stars on this show play themselves, they feel a little sanitized. They feel a little safe and, um, you know, ready for prime time. Meanwhile, Patty motherfucking Lapone comes on. She makes crass jokes. She mm-hmm. talks about how much she loves the gays and she fucking sings. She like, sings. And it, it, it is, oh God, it's so good. So she loses an earring. <clears throat> and uh, Jack has been trying to reach over and cut off a lock of her hair, but Will comes back with a butter knife. With a <laughs> but Will comes back, and so Will's like buttering his hand because he's like, "No, Jack. I have to focus on Will." And um, Jack is buttering his hand because Will has come back. And um, uh, Patty loses her earring, so she starts crawling on the ground. And then we get my second joke of the episode, which is Patty wandering oh, around so like under Jack, and and Will's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" That is Patty Lapone. And Jack lifts her up by her collar, looks at her face, and throws her back down and says, I guess it is. And oh my God, I laughed so hard I had to pause. And Patty, unfazed, is like, My head was practically in your lap. So did I get the part? Ah! <laughs> oh so my God. Good. And she and goes, she finds her and goes back to her table. Will is like, you are being crazy. And Jack is completely ignoring the fact that Patty Lapone is there. And Will yells at him about it and is like, that's fucking Patty Lapone. And the she's going to sing for the waiter. Now the waiter comes over and he's like, Will you sing for me? Oh, right, right, right. And she's like, and- Yes, let me just make sure that it's okay with these gentlemen here. I wouldn't want to disturb <laughs> them. And she turns around, she's like, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. And Will's like, you have to answer her. And Jack turns around and he goes, shut up, Patty Lapone. Shut your brassy, magnificent trap. And you've all seen that clip because you're fans of Will and Grace. Like, I couldn't handle it. And he keeps yelling at her. I'm talking to my best friend about his love life and I can't deal with you. Like, just leave us alone. Yeah. And Will is just stunned. I mean, and justifiably so, because of all the things that are happening around him. Uh, right. <laughs> things, so many things are happening. Um, you spurned a Broadway legend for me. Like, that mm-hmm. means everything in the world. And Will is like, okay, thank you. But I think it's time you get a move on cutting that woman's hair off. Yeah. We've uh, got a diva to scalp. So there you go. That's the line. So we jump back over to Willie's revenge. Scott is crying. Poor Grace, Grace has been surrounded by mm-hmm. a lot of kind of pitiful men lately. <laughs> yeah, you're correct. Um, um, so she comes so, back to get her folder, and she sees him crying. And he says, "Cuddle me." No. And he still pays her. And so she then is willing to cuddle. Yep. And she's like, you know what? Don't waste your energy on Karen. It's silly. She's, you know, well, I don't remember. A cartoon villain. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
he's totally obsessed with defeating Karen in some way. And Grace is like, um, except it seems like you like her. And he's like, why, you're right. Instead of (laughs) devoting my time to getting even with her, I will devote all my energy now to making her my girlfriend. And he does it so weirdly and it's hysterical. It is super funny. And then... Tag. The tag to end all tags. The tag to end all tags. The only tag that has ever mattered. Grand piano. Patty. Will. Jack. Singing. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The balcony of the Casa Rosada. <laughs> um, and Jack gets a lock of her hair. It's beautiful. And it's... Yeah. I don't know what else to say other than... That's what happens, and it's beautiful and perfect and lights me up from the inside. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Um, Truth is, I never loved you. Frankly, I feel that it would be gauche for us to talk about our takeaways from this, because how could we have... A takeaway. Don't keep your distance. Patty Lapone is the takeaway. End of episode. If you liked what you heard, and let's be honest, you might have, uh, <laughs> please <laughs> rate us five stars. Entirely possible that you probably <laughs> It's did? entirely possible that you did. Uh, please give us five stars. And if you have anything less than five stars to say, I need you to take that up with your locally elected officials. <laughs> Go to your school not board. not us because it is out of our hands. Okay, five stars are all we're allowed to accept. Um, <laughs> we also have a Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash Vodka because that's a cool thing to do. Um, for instance, very cool people such as Julie G, Natalie G, and Nikki B have already done so. And just ask them. They're insanely happy with their choice truly like you could be like them and get your name read every episode um please to thank pj hanky uh-huh. for yeah, our theme he song wrote our theme music and it's beautiful and we love you such a good such a gertzen sasha gertzen yeah thank you executive producer for executive producing us and please follow us at will and grace pod on instagram and twitter and you can follow both of us at certainly david and at kara says so you really 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 can you really can um say good night gracie don't cry for me argentina